now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to this week's Shout Out. This week we go to France, southwest France to be precise. Fuzzy Jones talks about her life, her songs and her inspirations. And Sasky chats to Gary Orms of Essex Pride. Uh, plus the usual few tracks, news and views. All right here on Shout Out over the next hour. Hello everyone, welcome to another week of Shout Out. How are we all? Hello. Very well, thank you. Yeah, a bit dismal outside, but... Um, it's been really on and off this week, hasn't it? It's been it's, typical... It's absolutely shining in the studio because we're back <laughs> on air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice to be back. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this like rumour of like uh, an Indian summer stroke, like uh, another mini heatwave, is not true. It'd be lovely to have a bit more sunshine, wasn't it? Yeah, well, as long as we don't have a heatwave like <laughs> Southern Europe is having. No. You've seen the temperatures yes. in Spain and Italy. That is scary yeah. stuff. Um, and worryingly, have you seen as well? It's all been linked to global warming in that recent report. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. it's sustained abnormal weather patterns, which is the worry. Yeah. And it's getting hotter, which we blame on Terry. Yeah, well, Terry's hot anyway. Well, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> that stumped you, didn't it? <laughs> I, I, what were you going to say, Terry? A bit of an accusation there, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be feeling All my hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Terry's always I hot. I love the shrimp yeah. vest, Andy. Uh, in the string vest yes in the string vest oh I tell you what just wear your wearing your string vest tonight Terry because the the first track we're playing uh, Serge Gainsborough Jane Birkin Je t'aime one en plus Um, that is linked say that again Serge Gainsborough and Jane Birkin no what was the name of the track Je t'aime one en plus Um, get you it's um, Filipe du I love you no more but um um, the 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 woman I'm speaking to, singer-songwriter uh, Fuzzy Jones, um, is married to a French woman. They live in the southwest of France, and this is quite a special track for her because it how spooky that we started talking about that track in the interview because Serge Gainsbourg is one of her inspirations. That she had as a present the vinyl seven-inch version of that very track. Yes, and, and yeah, and I have the original when it was first released as well. And banned by Radio 1. Yay! But of course, played. <laughs> oh, because it's so sensuous. <laughs> all the best. Played, played by Radio Caroline and Big L, of course. Mm, all all the best tracks were banned by the BBC. I mean, it wasn't like Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, also banned oh, by course. the BBC. And it became yeah. a massive great hit. <laughs> <laughs> it was, well, it was banned by Mike Reed. He yes. ripped it off the turntable on his programme and said, no, I'm not broadcasting this. What, while it was playing? While it was playing. And then, oh, it, was, uh, and then it was shot straight to the number one. But uh, that's yeah. the one to have a hit single. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't, they, didn't um, Bohemian Rhapsody get banned for being too long as well, I think, didn't it? How's uh, the Rising Sun by the Animals mm. did back in the 60s? Yeah. I don't know yeah. that much. I don't, I don't anyway. think Bohemian Rhapsody anyway. never banned. Anyway, uh, well, let's have a listen to it. Uh, this is uh, Je t'aime non peu. No, no, no. I didn't say that right at all, did I? How'd you say that? Je t'aime moi non plus. 
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. This is Shout Out News Headlines on Thursday, 12th of August 2021. An Exeter couple has spoken to the BBC News Channel about their experiences of having a baby as same-sex parents and the fact that many forms still being used by health providers are obsolete and heteronormative in that they make no provision for recording two mothers or two fathers. Kate and Gemma Fox have recently had their first child but reported that they felt doubly exhausted having to bring to the attention of various health authorities the problems with old documentation that had not been updated to reflect modern society. Local GP surgeries, Devon County Council and even some of the baby book issued to newborns offered just heterosexual options of mother and father on their websites or on their hard copy forms. However, the good news is that when the obsolescences of these forms were brought to their attention, the agencies involved apologised and promised that they would be updated in due course. And the Olympic Games in Tokyo came to an end on Sunday evening with a closing ceremony watched by millions via television and the Olympic flame was passed to Paris who will hold the Games in 2024. Outsports, which is a dedicated to following the fortunes of LGBTQIA plus sports teams and people globally reported that an unprecedented 182 out athletes at the Tokyo Olympics, which is around three times the figure for the previous event. Out athletes are important as they can reach people directly in homophobic countries. Tom Daly's dedication to his husband and son, for example, echoed on television screens in countries like Russia and Iran, where homosexuality has, is harassed, brutalised and persecuted by fanatical governments. Looking back on the games, the usually conservative London Evening Standard newspaper condemned the coverage of LGBTQIA plus participants by the Russian state media, who were dirty, smutty and obscene in their attempts to denigrate them. Gigwise magazine marks its 20th anniversary this month. Copies are available from Bristol's alternative music venues such as Rough Trade Records, Specialist Subject Records and Black City Records. The magazine has much LGBTQIA plus content as we hear from bands across the genres that make up contemporary music. One of our favourite punk bands, Melbourne's Amil and the Sniffers, discuss their meteoric rise, rise to mainstream success as well as the role of women in pop music, taking their name from the perennially popular gay club drug. The band singer Amy talks about her love of Miley Cyrus and the Melbourne alternative music scene. Many LGBTQIA plus people care for the environment. Indeed, research by surveyors and policymakers has found that we are more likely than heterosexual and cisgender people to take actions such as recycling, upcycling, investments in progressive businesses and donations to animal-friendly charities. So, it may interest LGBTQIA plus people in North Bristol that the Better Food Company, one of the city's eco-friendly shops, is opening a new branch on the junction between Gloucester Road and Radnor Road. The shop, which already has three branches in the city sells organic fair trade and ecologically sound produce and finally meow the gay and bisexual male pagan blog dedicated to the cult of antinous celebrated world cat day at the weekend LGBTQIA people are more likely than heterosexual and cisgender people to be passionate about animal welfare. 
many of us are active in animal rights groups or take personalised actions such as being vegetarian or vegan. Others follow ancient shamanistic paths in their spirituality and have animal guides on their faith journeys. And indeed, one of our fellow broadcasters, the national transgender radio station Trans Radio UK, has a dog mascot who greets presenters at the studio. But by a very small margin, surveys suggest that cats are slightly more popular as the LGBTQIA plus animal companion of choice. The Antinous blog says that it is appropriate, therefore, that the Egyptian press reports on the excavation of a major temple at the ancient city of Alexandria on the Mediterranean coast. The temple is dedicated to the cat goddess Bastet. It is a major find as it helps locate the royal quarter of the ancient city, which of course was founded by the brilliant bisexual statistician Alexander the Great. The team, which comprises 18 skilled excavators and restorers, unearthed a large collection of statues depicting the cat goddess Bastet. For these news stories in further detail and much, much more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Ezra Peregrine. Meow! Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Now, it really is great when you look at the backstory of uh, people who come onto the show. Um, and Fuzzy has got an interesting backstory. And also, um, she says she compares herself, but though she doesn't like to be boxed, people love the boxing. Um, David Bowie, Goldfrapp, Billie Holiday, Joni Mitchell, The Beatles. But one that stands out for me is Serge Gainsborough. And the only record I remember in the 60s when I was growing up uh, was with um, when he'd done Je te moi non plus. Um, do you remember that one, Fuzzy? Funnily, you should say that because next to me right now um, is a record I got for my birthday um, from my other half. And it is Je t'aime mon plus. No! Oh! Oh, wow! I have that, the original, yeah, when it came out. And of course, it was one of the first uh, records to be banned by what was then Radio 1. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I yeah. know, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant because it's got on the B side, Nerve, um, Annie Erotique. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to know that, you know, the BBC was so up itself, you know, when we were surrounded by pirate radio at the time in the mid 60s, you know, Caroline and the Big L, you know, and they were all playing it. So everyone heard. <laughs> How did you get into music? Now, do you describe yourself as a singer songwriter, I guess? Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in southeast um, England in Surrey. Um, I don't know if anybody knows it's sort of in between Lon- London and Brighton um, I grew up there spending a lot of time hanging out as a teenager in Brighton and listening to all my mum and dad's records that they had in record collection yeah and have they still got those? Uh, yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I think I've stolen a few and I've also 
collected a lot since then. So. Oh, are you a record collector? Are you a vinyl yeah. of the old yeah, stuff or modern yeah. or all of it? All of it. Really. Oh, wow. I'm a vinyl DJ as well, so... Oh, very interesting. And do you, do, do you still do that while you're following your singing career? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it goes kind of hand in hand. Um because I've also got a single out on vinyl, so I sometimes slip it into my DJ set. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm, I, I love all the 60s and 70s. Yeah, well, obviously you're a bit young, um, but that was my growing up period, and that's when I um, got into doing uh, mobile disco because I, I was just too. I would have loved to get onto Radio Caroline and Big Al, but I'd have been, thr- I'd have been throwing up on those little boats. <laughs> that's just like a dream, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it was. But it was. A, I was a bit young then. Now you've got an album that's uh, that's coming out. That's uh, Hotel Landifornia, um, and you call the place where you call home right now which is uh, southwest france yeah and you call your home how how did you call your home hotel landifornia where how did that come about well it's because it's this it's in the southwest of france and um, um, so is that bordeaux in arcachon yes it's like below bordeaux in the corner just as you go just before you get across to spain and it's this called right. the silver coast just long beaches and it's full of surfers locals kind of compare it a bit to California because it's got a very laid-back Californian mm. vibe. It's got a lot of surfers, lots of hipsters, cafes and you know so and the weather and it's the west coast so they call it Landifornia like California because it's the area we're in is called Le Long. Londifornia it's yeah. Now you must be cursing about Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you just—I felt it's just uh, done about you losing my freedom. Because my first, my first road trip, a uh, long road trip in 1978, was down to Arcachon, just up the road from where you live. Oh, and that's amazing. It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. All those dunes. Yeah, yeah. and it's a—it's a lot like that round here. It's just dunes, forest. Mm. Wow. So you do the DJing, but what got you into music? What attracted you to become a singer-songwriter? Um. I said there was something in me from a very early age that I just wanted to sing so I started like I said listening to my parents records and then just singing in their lounge to myself and pretending that the the French windows out onto the garden was a stage ah. and then, but I I was too shy I did I ended up doing fine art and painting a lot of paintings of Billie Holiday and stuff so so you're quite artistic yeah yeah i'd say so yeah yeah Uh, and billy holiday was obviously one of those who who influenced you but those influencers are so broad and wide you know it just gives it just leaves you with so much to just use your imagination well exactly and i i have just loved music all my life and it's I just love loads of different styles and Billie Holiday, I, I'd say, taught me to sing when I was a teenager because I'd listen to her over and over again on my Walkman headphones um, on the way to art college. And and then I didn't start singing until I was 20, so I was at uni and my friends in my halls of residence were like, you've got to sing, you've got to sing. And I said, I'm too shy. <laughs> Yeah, and then they forced me up on a. Oh, it was my art teacher who said, "I know a jazz band. If I'm there and you're there, I'll get you up on stage." And that was it. So 
Oh, wow, what an opportunity. So obviously a lot of others could see the, the, your your the talent before you, you actually did. Yeah, I, yeah, but I just struggled with my confidence so much um, and I did have, need a little bit of a kick up the bum. Mm. <laughs> Do you, do you still get that like nervousness, that that stage fright, or, or are you appeared in your career now where that that you've passed that? Um, I do still get it. I had it when I did the little album launch on Friday night, and because whenever I haven't done a gig for a year, I mean this is the oh wow about the mm. pandemic. As you know, m- most musicians lost. I was supposed to be touring last year with a dance company throughout the UK and everything just got cancelled didn't it yeah yeah um after a year of not gigging you kind of forget well you think you've forgotten how to do it and you know you just it's the nerves come back so if i'm gigging every week i'm fine but yeah i do get still get nervous yeah now um you've just uh, brought an album out and um so how long did that take you to put together um, I started writing it in January this year, um, and then I started recording. I finished writing it in April. Then I recorded it here in my little apartment in from April to June, and then just like I just thought, I'm just going to release it. Do you how do you get your inspiration? Like, do you have to sit in a, a cold bath with <laughs> with bubbles to give you inspiration, or um, no? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's weird it just comes sometimes sometimes you don't have it for months and i can't write anything for months and then all of a sudden something will happen and i think the big change in my life that occurred and brexit and the move just just gave me and being here in this new landscape just made i just couldn't stop writing i wrote sort of 10 songs and um, yeah, it it just comes when you're least expecting it. Inspiration. Yeah. Um, when you when you came out, was there any problems? Was that when you were very young? Um, I I was twenty. The same time I started singing, I came out. Okay. Um, so it kind of went hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> my confidence and being myself. I always wanted. I was always quite different at school, as in the way I dressed and. My odd dot martins colours, yeah, stuff like that, and I was always quite arty, and I got bit, I got bullied at school, so I didn't have the confidence to come out till I was at uni. Mm. Um, and I was, I was in denial for about for my whole teens. I, I didn't know. I knew that I was gay when I was eleven, when I, you know, was at home at my parents, um, like a lot of people, but I just didn't know what to do with these feelings and I was too scared to tell my parents even though they're really liberal lovely open-minded couldn't even talk to my mum wow yeah but you got through it and um obviously that gave you that that sort of oomph to get writing and and singing and I think the problems if you if I had any problems were in my head really um I was very accepted by all my friends um, but I did end up getting depressed. I got depression. I went to see a, a counsellor at uni. But out of it came strength and inspiration to write. And so it was all right, you know. 
How do you find um, the, where you are now on the, the southwest coast of France? Um, are, are, you in, are you married? I am. I'm civil partner. Okay, so you're, you're, you're missus then. <laughs> How do you get on in France? Uh, do you feel comfortable holding hands? Well, you know what? We, I, I do. I, I, doesn't, I don't feel any... I don't feel awkward or nervous at all. Oh, how lovely. Really changed. Sophie, my partner, is mm. from this part, which is from this town that we're living in. Yeah. She's French. And she, when we've, since we've moved back, she can't quite believe how it's changed. I mean, for the better. Good. So we were just having lunch, actually, and talk, she just mentioned that they've got the first gay pride in Mont de Marson, which is inland, it's, which is big. It's quite big. And the, yeah. And there's even in the little town next to us, they've painted everything, all the benches rainbow in, in solidarity to the LGBTQIA community. So, yeah. Wow. I think... Things, How lovely. Yeah, getting better here. Well, Fuzzy, we've run completely out of time. We will be playing um, a couple of your tracks either side of uh, this interview. And um, so good luck. Uh, with the album keep us um posted on on how your career goes and um yeah. hopefully have you back on when your next album is released or ep whichever way you go yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah good well, luck thank you. thank you for having me it's been lovely. you're very welcome fuzzy thank you very much <laughs> shout out lgbt radio for you the Shout Out Podcast. Saski Five. Oh, yes. Welcome to Shout Out Radio and my Saski chat. Now it is summertime, and summertime for me can only mean one thing: Pride season, of course. Now, with that, one of my favourite prides, Essex Pride, where I, I have my heart, where I lay my hat and I hold my heart with Essex Pride. Today, I'm going to be talking to the chair of Essex Pride, Mr. Gary Orms. Gary, welcome to the Saski Chats. How are you? Oh, so good. So good to be chatting about Pride. How amazing that it's coming back. Oh. And um, and even more happier that you're back again on stage and hosting with us. Um, it wouldn't be the same without you. So, um, so excited that it's coming back. Can't actually believe it. So, yeah, brilliant. Oh, thank you. Well, I wasn't expecting that much love there, Gary, though I know that, you know, I really love Essex Pride. And it's been, I, I always say really, Essex Pride for me, I think that's where my career really sort of, skyrocketed in terms of pride hosting and I owe a lot to you for allowing me to to kind of you know to to do that so I'm really grateful but tell us for those who, who maybe don't know a bit about the history where did it all start because it didn't actually start in in you know Central Park did it? No it took a while to get to where it is now to be the event that you know four and a half thousand five thousand people come to but it started in a pub it actually did in a very tiny tiny way um, for 200 people, really, that's, that's all it was. It started in Smith's Bar in Chelmsford, which at the time, that was the LGBT venue. It was opened as that. And great place, amazing. And so we decided we wanted just to, to do something to kind of thank all the people that supported the, the bar throughout the year. So we thought we'd put on an event. And originally, we called it Gay Day. Um, uh, it was Chelmsford's Gay Day. But of course, it's involved and evolved and evolved. And by about year five, 
we kind of realized that we couldn't fit everybody in the bar anymore. So we kind of turned it into a bit of a street party, opened it up outside, it spilled out onto the streets. Um, but then the year after we decided, you know what, it's just, we cannot really cope with this many people. So we thought, you know what, let's change it up again. Let's make it Essex Pride. Let's make it for the whole county, not just Chelmsford. Let's open it up to the wider Essex and let's move it into a park. And we went into Central Park um, and it's been there ever since. So we're now year, year 17 in total and 12 years in Central Park. And it's just grown every year. It gets so, so much support from the whole community. And it, it's just become this absolute beast of an event that's um, all of us are volunteers working on it. But it's um, it's an incredible thing to be part of. Yeah, no, it is, isn't it? And I mean, gosh, it's, I can't believe it. When you actually put the numbers in and you say, you know, 17 years and 12 years in the park, I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? I bet you, did you even ever think that it would be what it is today? You know, because it's grown and grown each year, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, to think that, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a person that identifies as a gay guy, it's like, it's something to be really proud of, to think that you've been involved in something like that. And I've never, ever in a million years would have thought that it's something that, you know, you would, I never in, you know, had any aspirations to really to work in the LGBT community or to manage a gay bar, but it all kind of happened by accident, really. And I feel lucky that I kind of fell into it and the way it happened, um, but I've embraced it and really tried to make pride what people want it to be you know as an event we always ask people every year in and around Essex like how do you want Essex Pride to represent you we put like surveys out and we say to people you know it's not my event it's not the Pride Committee's event it's your event what do you want it to be how do you want it to represent you and so that's why it's grown because we just kind of we're just the people that kind of make it happen but we're guided by what people want and what they want it to be so yeah you know what, and, and it's really interesting to hear that as well, because that's one thing that I love about Essex Pride. There is a little bit of something for everyone, and it does really bring that real sense, you know, sense of community, which is great. You know, it's for families, it's young people, it's it's, it's adults, and it's it's LGBTQ plus people and non, you know, LGBTQ plus uh, people. But the thing is as well, you know, as we know with Pride, you know, Pride it is a celebration, it, which is amazing, but it is also about that political statement, isn't it? You know, um, you know, tackling, you know, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia for a better place and creating equality. Over the years, as Essex Pride has grown, what kind of positive impacts have you seen within the LGBTQ plus community in, in Essex, if you like? Seen many differences? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's one of the biggest important parts of Pride is that it focuses on what are the issues at the moment for the LGBT community? What are the things, what are the, what are the struggles? And every year we always do that. We try to focus on something that, you know, in, in the community, um, what is it that people really want to say? What is it that needs to change? And of course, over the last 17 years, there've been some really big changes. Um, we've seen that. And I think Pride events are a big part of driving that change, of encouraging acceptance and educating people. Um, and that's what we certainly do at Essex Pride. And one of the things that we've done over the last couple of years, which has been amazing to me, is that we kind of dedicated a whole area to the Pride movement and the history of Pride. I think it's really important yes. for all of us, you know, especially the younger generation that may not understand some of the struggles that kind of the older generation went through and, and the changes that they've seen and how it was very much a hidden and even 
illegal thing to be to be gay. Um, and so we have a huge area that's dedicated to the history and the, and the pride movement and where it started. So you get a real sense of how things have changed and how things have grown. And the big the big thing about that is it's important to recognise that. So we don't go backwards. We don't want to make any steps backwards it's about progression and keeping moving forward so and that's what pride's all about it's just creating a, a platform for continuous change you know so that we are all getting better and equality is becoming better and things are just more equal yeah no definitely I couldn't have said it better myself and again you know of course as Essex Pride gets bigger and better each year so do your acts there's always so many amazing acts ah. I mean, you know, tell us some of the the, the highlights of, of Essex Pride this year. Who can we expect? Well, we do love a bit of a retro throwback at Essex Pride. <laughs> you know, we've had the likes of S Club. We've had five, Liberty X. And yeah. Inter. We love a good 80s, 90s throwback, as well as, of course, focusing on local artists as well. We definitely are a big showcase and celebrating local talent. It's not just all about the celebrities, of course, but... Um, and of course, drag, a massive, massive part of Essex Pride is all about drag. So we quite often will have some of the RuPaul drag queens um, as well. But this year, for our throwback act, we have Bewitched performing. So um, that's going to be great fun. Say la vie. Um, <laughs> I'll give me Gina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, digging out the double denim. Um, and also from Girls Aloud, we have Nadine Coyle. She's going to be coming and supporting with us um and we have Cheryl Hole who's going to be one of our big name drag queens this year she's uh, of course uh, Essex homegrown so she's making a comeback so yeah always something for everybody when it comes to uh, artists we love a good tribute artist as well um so we have a brilliant tribute to Steps a full 30 minute show with all of the hits of Steps and also, we're also going to be celebrating the diva that is Christina Aguilera as well. Yes. So, um, yeah, we, we love a good throwback. Plenty of uh, great music, of course, at the end with DJs. Uh, our, our cabaret tent turns into a dance tent at the end. So it's a real mix of throwback entertainment, local artists and drag. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I mean. It's just it's just an explosion of fun, isn't it? I can't wait. And of course, we couldn't we couldn't leave without talking about the dog show because the popular dog show is back as well, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, th this is something that's grown incredibly. You know, it's all about equality. Don't leave your dog at home. Include your dog. Bring your dog as well. And enter your dog into our into our dog show. It's a great fun. Um, it's become a really, <laughs> a really important and a really popular part of of Essex Pride um, is the dog show. Yeah, great fun. People dress up, dress up their dogs in, in Pride outfits and flags and stuff like that. So, yeah, they, they seem to love it. So, um, yeah, there's something for everybody. I mean, we have circus workshops. We've got a karaoke tent, um, great sideshows and food and bars. And, uh, and of course, you're going to be hosting, Saski. So, um <laughs> So we've got you back. Um, yeah. I'm really, really pleased about it. Like I said, you know, it wouldn't be the same without you as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Listen, and that's what I mean. I love it so much. And obviously my onstage uh, wife, Nina Ambrose, so we'll be kind of co-hosting. And also there's many other uh, hosts that will be coming in throughout the day as well, which is really great. Um, but that's that's it. It just I love it so much. And, you know, often I'll go back and do my Saski chats and I love having a little ching around with all the, the celebs backstage. I like doing that. But yeah. also... 
what I really love is like again it's just like a, a family sense you know what I mean backstage it's never it's always just running smoothly even though it may well be you know in some cases not necessarily always running smoothly but it's just a nice pace welcoming event and you know what that's priceless and it's down yeah. to, to, to you and the rest of the team as well so you know I, I'm so proud to be working alongside you as well and I'm always proud to be part of Essex Pride it is my favourite of all the prides um, oh, and then incredible. you know just to round off go where can people buy tickets how can they get involved um, going forward because the event's coming up isn't it on the uh, 21st that's right 21st of august Woo! 21st of august yeah it's it's coming round very quick um quite scary but um yeah to get a ticket they are still available um best to get them in advance uh, online at essexpride.org so you can go online get yourself a ticket for that um and there will be some available on the day as well but obviously to guarantee your entry um best to get your tickets in advance yeah absolutely and that's central park in chelmsford isn't it so really excited i can't wait i may even have a spray tan for the event because it's been that long you know you know i love a spray <laughs> tan um so, you know being around people and humans again in, in that setting i can't wait so listen so excited people if you haven't got your tickets already do check it out essexpride.org and and listen it's the place to be i'm telling you gary thank you so much for talking to us today at shout out it's been great We're very welcome thanks for asking me to come along and chat yeah Always big love, and I can't wait to see you on the 21st. Yeah. I know, big hugs. <laughs> For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Well, there you go. What a hell of a pack show. Twas, twas, isn't it? Twas. Well, I, actually, I tell you, like, we were one feature less than we'd normally have, but sh- we didn't, didn't really. <laughs> but we still made up for it because so, you don't, you don't, I, you don't I, shut up. I got, I have French <laughs> lessons after this, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in your dreams, <laughs> Mr. Shilton. <laughs> so well, I got to learn how to pronounce that song, haven't I? Well, je t'aime moi non plus. Voulez-vous de beurre? Je t'aime moi non plus. Ah, we, <laughs> there's a comedy show, isn't there, where they just... That's where I get it from, yeah, 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 that's yeah, what he so, says. Yeah, yeah, can you speak French? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, what was that? And Yates, you know, you know everything. Uh, I, do, I do know a little, uh, on peu français, uh, je voudrais en croissant, s'il vous plaît. No, no, I think no, we Steph don't was asking you French. the name of the comedy show that <laughs> oh, we yeah, were well, taking. I, I don't know the name of the show in French, and he just goes. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I don't know the name of the comedy show, but I know plenty, I know quite a bit of French and a bit of Spanish and a bit of German. Okay, now we're going to speak a bit of French. Terry, Tinder, Grinder, Grinder. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know the difference. Oh, they get the, the gay all the gays are on Grinder. Is that right? Well, well, not allegedly. all of them. Some are. Not oh, ninety-nine point nine percent. I barely make it into exchange and mark, but the grind versus the game. I barely make it into Costco, Terry, but yeah, there are some there are some LGBTQIA plus people on Grinder. Are there? Yeah. Wow. Um, now they're going to move into the television business with a proposed programme called Bridesman. Now we don't know any details about this as yet. This is just broken in the Metro newspaper today, uh, so we don't know what network or platform it's going to be on. But apparently, it's been slated by a lot of. Um, 
people within the community and the creator Jimmy Farrelly who says gays are such harsh critics because uh, his idea was criticised so we'll have to see what happens there I'll be very interested to see what kind of programme they come up with Yeah, probably How's a dating gonna... show mm. yeah what a bit like Scylla Black's show um, who knows yes very possibly yeah. it's grinder. it's blind like... date it's I don't grind know how that would work blind date <laughs> You need to contact them and get that in there. I have heard that it's only going to be on YouTube, so it will be very interesting to see what they bring out. There's loads on YouTube. Is it going to be on an international platform then, Terry, around the world, or are they just looking at the US or UK? The, the press didn't say today, so we'll have to see. What YouTube, happens. YouTube we'll is YouTube is international. So. Yeah, I don't know if you've uh, seen YouTube um, stuff, <laughs> but it, it goes worldwide, and you can access it anytime. Any Terry place. said that you didn't know what under, cut, cut it out. Europe. Cut it out. I'll slap you when I see you next. Now, um, Steph, uh, voodoo voodoo burr was uh, used in the Wonder Years. The burr. Oh, voodoo voodoo burr was used in the Wonder Years. Oh, if you okay. remember those, um, oh, yeah. the, the Wonder Years was a yeah. great show. Uh, there was also a clip that was done um, in the Catherine Tate show with Lauren. <laughs> you know, am I bothered? Oh. Oh, no, I'm a bothered. Though. Are you bothered? I don't know. I'm a bothered. No, Andy, are you bothered? I'm not bothered. Are you bothered? Andy Hall, are you bothered? Terry, Terry, oh. are you bothered? <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, it's just reminded me of the old days of uh, teletext and the idea of dating, dating via sort of writing to a PO box number or something like mm. that. Maybe that's uh, oh, the, that well, was the way it was um, done. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you can go back further than that if you listen to the first ever um, shout out after dark. You can hear Nigel talking about the fact that um, they used to put adverts in the um, exchange um, mart. It was exchange it mart, and it had different codes. Yes, um, that looked right. like they were bike parts and stuff, but they weren't. They were oh. actually what your sexual preferences were. So, it, they, it's the way people were. It'd, it'd be something like. Um, uh, gentleman interested in black rubber waders or similar and something like this um, and that will be published and then because mm. nobody was mentioning Nookie uh, so white parts so what would what would crank I like an oily chain <laughs> <laughs> trust you two to be the ones that come up with innuendos I don't know, I'm just going through the parts. And a very, oh, I was going to say something very wrong there. No, as you were, as you were. Yeah. <laughs> I caught myself. Yeah, it's amazing the way things have changed over time, though. I mean, I think we talked about it on the show, but at one point, Park Street in Bristol was um, yeah. you know, where a lot of gay men met because um, on a Sunday, most people would do things like go to church and the like, and uh, uh, gay men tended not to, so they would window shop, um, and that was how a lot of them used to mm. meet. That yeah, kind of, hard, if I look at them and Park look Street. away, and when I look again, he's still looking. Then oh, you know. The art I mean, of I know. Cruising. Is it dying? Yeah. Mm. Oh. I think it's just gone digital, hasn't it? Basically. Yeah. Like digital and with the likes of Grinder and other other apps, that's where it's gone for parts mm. of our community. So. Grinder, yeah. woof, is, is, it, is it woof? Is it for bears? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 if you say <laughs> Yeah, scruff. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for lending us your ears. We will be back next week with a brand new show. Uh, until then, though, catch us across our partner stations. 
all our podcasts from shoutoutradio.lgbt, iTunes or Spotify. Uh, until then, though, take care. And have a great week. Uh, from myself and the rest of the team, from Steph, from Ez, from Andy and from Terry, though, uh, say bye-bye, everyone. Bye, Bye, everyone. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.